Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Bless My Bacon podcast, the most popular bacon-only podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Steve McKenzie, coming to you from Alabaster, Alabama. Bless my bacon. It is the 20th episode of the Bless My Bacon podcast, and it is sizzling. Hey, today I am uh, really excited to be talking with Jeff Letson of Hitman Smoked Products. This guy has got bacon dialed in. He has so many incredible flavors, and they're not just flavors to be flavors, but they are tried and true, tested, amazing flavors of bacon. I've tried them, and uh, and you'll love them as well. And today, we dive in behind the curtain to see what makes Hitman Smoked Products tick, and uh, I hope you'll learn something in the process as well. So without any further ado, let's dive in. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Jeff Letson of Hitman Smoked Products in Clifton, Tennessee. You sent me some bacon a while ago, and oh my goodness, it was it was so good. And it was perfect timing because every year around November, like first part of November, we have a bacon party where you can't come to the party unless you bring something with bacon in it. So it is just, it is a bacon fest. And so you sent me a sampling of your products and it was so awesome because we had, we had your kosher dill bacon, we had Cajun bacon, we had red pepper bacon. And I got to say the Cajun bacon was a hit with everybody. With all that said, uh, welcome, and I'm so glad that you uh, wanted to be on the show because I'm I'm really uh, in awe of what you do. Well, thank you, Steve, and I'm sorry it took me so long, but we were trying to schedule this toward the end of the year, and brother, that is the time when uh, you know mail orders, Christmas presents, and you know things like that are going out. Just made the timing difficult, but thank goodness we're finally here. Yes, sir. Now. Tell me about your bacon journey. How did all this begin for you? Well, I think we have a really, really interesting story. My bacon journey started nine, ten years ago. I, I just sort of played around with making my own bacon, sort of an old-world, dry-rub-style product. And um, around that time, I was a pretty big boy. And... I decided to go on one of these low-carb slash keto diets, whatever you want to call it. And I thought, you know, a quick something that I really love, great go-to, is bacon and eggs. Man, I can eat bacon and eggs just about any time. And if you're on one of these low-carb keto diets, um, man, you can eat bacon and eggs three times a day and drink it down with a glass of bacon grease and actually lose weight so yeah at that time you know i had you know four kids at home and the wife uh, while i was trying to stick to my diet they would be having you know spaghetti and french bread or something like that and i'd fry some bacon and eggs after a while as much as i love bacon and egg i told the wife i'm almost getting tired of this and i don't really understand how i could be getting tired of bacon as much as i love it <laughs> well this company started based on one of my wife's suggestions i grew up in the restaurant equipment industry 
that it 35 years or so before we um, started this journey. But um, Carrie says, that's my wife's name, Carrie. She says, well, you never cook a pork chop the same way. What's your favorite pork chop? And I thought about it a minute, and I had to say, let Jamaican jerk pork chop. And her response was, can you make Jamaican jerk bacon? And I thought, well, heck, I have no idea, so let's give it a try. So in an effort to continue eating bacon and have a little bit more variety, I tried making some uh, Jamaican jerk bacon. We cooked it up, and her response was, dang, baby, what else do you like with pork? So there it went. You know, uh, the next step was, is like, you know, this is kind of interesting. Let's play with some ideas. And uh, the first thing that crossed my mind is, you know, bacon, first and foremost, a lot of people, and other than like burgers and such, they think breakfast. So seeing as I am a caffeine addict, I thought, hey, let's make some coffee cocoa bacon. So after a few batches of that, it was turning out pretty good. So we played with a lot of different flavors and such. As we went on, we started sharing some with some friends, played with a few other additional flavors. And a lot of our friends started saying, wow, man, you need to do something with this. So first step after sharing some with some friends is we, we went to a few farmer's markets. And with the farmer's markets, we had a, a really good success. I couldn't make enough bacon to, to, to sell. You know, I'm just doing it in a fridge and some little smoker in my garage. And um, with so many people saying, brother, you need to share this with the world, along with not so favorable days at work, it just sort of gave us the nudge to just say, you know, let's do it. Let's give it a try. So that's basically how we went from just making some bacon at home to trying to follow a diet plan to becoming a company. So what does your company look like now? Are you full-time employed by your company or is it still part-time with the pretty good potential of, of going bigger? I left my previous occupation just a tad over three years ago and um, it took a while and I am all the time at Hitman Smoke Products and um, getting through some of the challenges with the USDA and we built a, a building from ground up to, to go in here and we've been in business now just over two years. We started our first batch August the 10th of 2021. I was so impressed with with all of your flavors. Now it's one thing to have all these varied flavors in your lineup, but it's another thing to execute them perfectly. And everything that I've had in your lineup is so good. I Thank you. the coffee cocoa bacon, the gentleman that I interviewed last week, uh James Pisker of of uh Porter Road, he said, you know, bacon isn't just for breakfast. And the fact that you're adding these these spices to it that really make it something that you can incorporate into any meal. It's really awesome. It just expands the uses for bacon. And I think you're uh, really opening up people's eyes to the potential of bacon. 
And what I wanted to ask you too is, how do you come up with your recipes? Do you kind of throw things against the wall and see what sticks? Do you do you experiment? How does that work? Oh gosh, there have been so many uh, experiments. Um, one flavor that we used to do that I absolutely loved was peanut butter bacon. Oh yeah, and and that came from um, standing at the kitchen counter with my daughter. She's fixing her my my grandson a peanut butter sandwich, and says. Hey, can you make peanut butter bacon? Just sort of laughing, carrying on with it. And I thought, why not give it a shot? And it, through you know a handful of different trials, it it turned out great with the the final uh, approach that we used. However, that being the one bacon that contained an allergen, uh, I decided to to strike it from the the repertoire. Another bacon that we came up with uh, just through trial and error is, you know, we finished a meal, just had some, you know, burgers and sets that we uh, grilled up. I've always loved dill pickles. And I'm sitting there looking at a empty dill pickle jar with nothing but juice in it. I started thinking, you know, bacon is generally made with a brine of sorts, whether it's a dry brine, a wet brine, out whichever way you want to make it and um thought what would a, a, a kosher dill pickle bacon be like you know i love always put bacon on my burgers always put on my burgers when i can so that first batch it was okay but i thought you know we, we can enhance that a bit and after probably 10 different recipe enhancements we came out with what you tasted in that that box that we sent you so so as far as the way flavors come about some of them were jokes all comes around you know people are talking pumpkin spice at the coffee shops and all this and somebody asked me if i can make pumpkin spice bacon well by golly we gave it a try and it's it's not something that i put on a burger but if i'm having a stack of pancakes some waffles French toast, any of that bread and syrup kind of thing. It's not a pumpkin spice because pumpkin spice doesn't have pumpkin in it. It's more, you know, the allspice, nutmeg, cinnamons, things like that. It's absolutely perfect for something like that. And I got to say, before I had your kosher dill bacon, I, I really did hold my breath before I ate it because it's not the thing that I would never think of that for a bacon recipe. But I had it, and my friends had it, and you're like, this is pretty good. You know, it, it was not, you really have no idea what to expect. Uh, right. With Cajun bacon, yeah, of course, you know what it's going to taste like. But kosher dill, it was a great combo. And honestly, that would be fantastic in a Bloody Mary, uh, on a burger. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the fact that you you experiment as much as you do, because... At some point, you're going to fall upon something that is absolutely out of this world, and it would have never existed had you not tried, had you not taken a risk and tried something new with your bacon. So I applaud you on that. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you saying that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, in, in 
there are some flavors that you know we we've attempted in the past and you know they they, they sounded good but it just really didn't happen and you know we, we've tried to to venture into things that uh, you really don't see around here or things you don't see anymore uh for instance if you get on our website you'll see things like like a, a british style rasher bacon which is you know uh, that cut that's made from the pork loin that sort of uh reaches out into the, the rib cage meat just a little bit and more good old buttlord bacon i don't know if that i don't remember if i sent you any of that or if you've ever tried that no but i saw that on your website what exactly is that uh buttlord bacon is a product that's made from pork shoulder or pork butt you know like you would normally use uh for, for barbecue and you know when when you make that barbecue there's normally uh that shoulder blade bone in there where uh it's cooked perfectly you can just take that bone and pluck it out well instead we will uh debone that shoulder and pretty much butterfly a pork butt and make bacon out of that so it, that your end result is on one end uh you would have that fat cap that was opened up and a lot of those slices look like your regular belly bacon and at the other end you have that um pork butt pork shoulder type meat that has a lot more of the uh it's leader but has more intramuscular fat and and the, your end result is somewhere in between bacon and ham but not as salty as a country ham but uh i absolutely love it, it it's, it's a lot more popular in europe and for some reason the american northwest you'll see a lot more from say colorado to uh, washington state Something else that I have not had, but I really want to try is uh, jowl bacon. Now, I didn't realize that there was that much meat in a in a, a pork jowl, but how does that taste? Hog jowl is one of those that I wish the jowl was much bigger because I would just about throw away the belly and eat jowl. It, it had a little bit of a sweeter taste to it. Most of the time, it, it is cured with the skin on so you get that sort when you cook it up uh you get that little bit of a combination of um you know like you've got bacon and uh chicken at the same time you know hmm. um and, and, and another thing about hog jowl is i will also take that and cure it in a charcuterie form where a lot of people think of hog jowl as just this really inexpensive cut you know you'll see it in the stores at like three dollars a pound and all this and I, I just don't think enough people have given it an honest shot just give it give a taste of that flavor but if you go to italy the most common form of that would be that that um charcuterie i was talking about a guanciale which i have several of those curing at at the time as well and guanciale and pancetta are sort of interchangeable as like the national dish for um, Italy, which is a carbonara. But the jowl has so many purposes and has, I think, a wonderful flavor. 
And if you like, I should uh, send you some, but I just, I just sold every bit that I had, uh, you know, the, at the end of the year, you know, in the South, there's that hog jowl and greens and peas and all that stuff that people like to eat. So. Well, tell me what, when, when you get hog jowl back in stock, let me know, and I will just order it from your website because, uh, now that we've had this conversation, I am so excited to try jowl bacon. Well, thank you. And one thing that you ought to do when you order that is go to your local grocery store down there and buy an inexpensive little pack of whatever they have there and cook some of that up with mine at the same time. Okay. And, and I'll, and I'll, I'm tell you what, when we do anything, whether it's the way we cure bacon, the way we smoke bacon, I'm not going to do it like anybody else. There's so many me too bacons and jowls and such out there. You need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace if you're going to be successful. Yes. There's a lot of great bacon, but I choose to be a little different. And the, the difference between the jowl that you normally see there at $3 a pound or whatever in the grocery store and ours that you'll see at five ninety nine or whatever is that we will actually age this about three months as if you were doing a, you know, a country ham or something, which country mm-hmm. ham is, you know, six months or nine months or whatever, but, but you get that smoky aged flavor along with it. So that being said, when I get some more jowl, uh, it's going to be about three months before it's ready. Wow. So, so well, we've got a lot of really good responses on the flavor. You know, you just normally don't get anything like that. Jeff, I wanted to ask you, what do you smoke with? What woods do you smoke with? Do you have a preference or do you use various types? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing that's so popular in this region of the country is hickory. The biggest reason I don't use hickory is hickory he was my wife heartburn yeah she she doesn't like hickory smoke so i i i, I went back in in the experimental stages and found a blend that i really really like it was a hint that was given to me from an old chef friend from many years ago and we use a blend of applewood pecan and coffee beans and our smoke and recently, we, we've also added um, a little bit of cherry in there. So, so we actually use a blend, and the cherry's there not so much for flavor. It doesn't lend much flavor at all. It's mainly there for color. Hmm. Once again, I, I don't know of any other bacon company that uses coffee beans in their smoke. Never and heard of it. We're, yeah, and, and, and of course, I'm sitting here having my first part of the day of uh, my favorite Don Pablo coffee and we've become friends and that's you know something I drink every day for the last 10 years and I thought great company great flavor let's try their beans and our uh, smoke and that's what we're using how many pounds of bacon and assorted products do you sell each week approximately um, of course it, it varies we are still a, a, a small batch booty company. Um, we're doing between 
three and five hundred pounds a week of our own product that's going out to grocery stores and restaurants and selling through our website and such. And and by the way, we do ship all over the country. Um, but another thing that has become a really big business force is you know since over the last couple of years there has been a huge growth in smaller processors all of the you know two years ago when covid stuff came about there has been so many of the large producers they had covid hit the factories and you know companies that were producing a hundred thousand pounds a day got shut down so that urged a lot of local processors to pop up and so many of those know how to um, cut meat but they don't know how to make bacon so i called up several of them and said hey is this something that your customers would like um so you know from from just local processors uh they, they've offered it out there and we'll sometimes do uh thousand fifteen hundred pounds a month or other processors all they do is send us their bellies and we turn it into bacon and they get it back to their customers that's so good i did want to ask you too about what sort of breed do you prefer for your bacon um most of what we get are going to be um hampshires and durocks um occasionally we do have some some friends who have uh, a unique breed called a hereford pig which is just like a hereford cow you know the red cow with a white face yeah um and brother that is a that is a really tasty pig with a, a good silky fat to it mm. and comes from a local farm uh here not too far away from me but it's just don't get that all the time but but yeah we will mostly have the, the hampshires and drop product that's so good i really love this the small batch commitment to this the small batch uh quality it's just like a small batch beer or uh, a boutique winery the care that goes into it so much more care goes into a product like that than into a mass-produced bacon i mean you can you can literally taste the love in every slice oh i agree oh i agree jeff what is one of your favorite recipes or uses for your bacon and favorite recipes you know when i have a dozen different flavors of bacon people ask me all the time you know what's your favorite bacon what's your favorite way to, to use this and it all depends on what I'm cooking. And, um, you know, it's, it's just like there, there's flavors of everything out there these days. And, you know, why not have more variety in your bacon? So to answer your question, if I'm going to have a shrimp or a scallop, I'm going to wrap it in some old bay bacon. If I'm going to have a uh, jalapeno pepper stuffed with cheese or something on the on the smoker, I'm normally going to wrap that in some Jamaican jitter. Like I mentioned earlier, if I'm having that pancake waffle top breakfast, it'll be a uh, all-spice bacon fix with that. And we even do some beef bacon. You know, uh, if you take beef bacon and chop up some of that and mix it into a meatloaf, 
brother, it, it's it's killer. You get that smoky flavor along with that cured bacon, but it's all still beef. Um, tons of applications out there. Where does beef bacon come from? Does it come from like the pectoral muscle of like the brisket? Nope. This is the exact same cut. Well, you can make, I have made brisket bacon before when you can't get beef navel, but that's what, uh, just, uh, when you think belly button navel, uh, that's what it's all instead of beef belly, they call it beef navel, but it's the exact same cut hmm. as, um, pork belly. For instance, if you were to go to a restaurant or a market and get plate ribs, um, you know, you get the beef rib and then there's that two, three inches worth of, uh, meat and fat cap on those ribs. That's the meat that they would cut off and actually make beef bacon with. Hmm. Absolutely delicious. What kind of future do you see for Hitman Smoke products and what would you like to see happen? I think we have a lot of goals and a, and a bright future. We're growing more in the uh, restaurant side. We're growing more in the restaurant and hotel industry. And I would love to see us uh, branching out to the point where, see, it, it, right now when it comes to grocery stores, we're in a dozen grocery stores and about as many restaurants and such, but we're on a delivery type radius that, that we can handle. But the goal in the, in the future is to hook up with, a, uh, you know, start out with like a, a small restaurant chain, I, uh, I, grocery store chain that we can partner with to where we're not running, you know, five cases to this grocery store and four cases to that meat market. It would be more like, I want to put 20 cases on a pallet and ship it to their warehouse and let them do the distribution. Right. You know, and get that, that type of volume out there and just let people get a taste in the difference between own world style bacon and what you're buying in the grocery store. Totally different. Restaurants are always trying to find ways to set themselves apart to create menu items where when people see the title of the menu item, they're like, wow, that is so awesome. And right. it's one thing to say, well, we've got this quality uh, black pepper bacon, but it's another thing entirely to say, we have this hamburger with fall spice bacon on it or with um, coffee cocoa bacon. That kind of thing makes a menu item stand out. And it's really smart of you to do what you've done because restaurants don't want plain old bacon. Anybody can get that. But when you do something really avant-garde or unusual with your bacon and it tastes amazing... That's going to be great for you and for them. Absolutely. And, and you know, restaurants and, and individuals alike are really looking for a bang for your buck these days. And you go to a store and you see all these packages of bacon and they're six ninety nine, $7.99, things like that. And you look closer and a lot of them are 12-ounce packs. Right. And and then then you look and, and see our bacon that's over here at from you know, nine ninety nine to ten ninety nine in the package uh on on the shelf and 
a lot of people, they've got to learn the difference between what we make and the other guys. But in the grocery store, your common product that you're looking at, the first ingredient, other than pork, of course, is water. Yeah. Because, you know, they mix the brine with uh, in a water solution and it's injected into the belly. And that's why when you uh, fry it up on your stovetop, that's why you have all this splatter everywhere. It's like taking a, a you know, uh, turkey and dropping it into a fryer. You've got all this moisture going in there, it's a grease, and it's trying to escape. So that that's where all that, that's coming from. And at the same time, when all this water starts escaping, you'll see the bacon curling up. Right. Uh, it's, it's not very uniform, that sort of thing. So the, the big difference when you cook up some of the, the Hitman Smoke Frogs bacon is we do a dry rub. There's no water added. So all that water is not escaping. Uh, your stovetop's a lot cleaner at the end of the cook. Generally, us between them, you know, you have about two ounces more bacon left in the pan that wasn't that water escaping, mm-hmm. you know, that was injected into the belly beforehand. So, you know, when you do the math, we're at the same price as that six ninety nine bacon. Right. Um, by the time you cook it all off and uh, it tastes different, it cooks different, and I just think a lot more people need to try what bacon used to actually taste like before it got so commercialized and people were making it just in a fashion to uh, produce volume and get it out the door. Absolutely. Do you dry smoke your bacon or do you hot smoke it? I do a cold smoke. We, we, we do a real unique process to where we generally don't smoke above 80 degrees. You know, a lot of people are are not familiar with the cold smoke process, but uh, there's uh, a little magic to making that happen. But, you know, we're going to smoke it in a chamber where uh, we don't want to get it, you know, above 90. Um, but I choose to stay in that 75 to 80 degree range again. That's great. For anyone who wants to check out Hitman Smoked products, and I think, like Jeff said, you just have to try it. You just have to try it. Uh, his website is hitmansmokedproducts.com. That's hitmansmokedproducts.com. And he is based in Clifton, Tennessee. Jeff, it was so good to talk to you. Uh, and, I, you know, it's it's what I love about this podcast is that I honestly, I'm not the expert, but I learn something every single time I speak with someone. I, I learn something new and it just makes me want to continue to talk about bacon and eat bacon. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. I I really appreciate the time and the attention here. Hey, just keep sharing this podcast. I've I've listened to them. A lot of interesting things to listen to. Anybody that's into making bacon and and enjoys the process or the the product itself, need to give you a listen. If if you're subscribed to this, share it with your buddies and just spread the word, brother. Exactly. And if you know of anyone who uh, would like to be on the show, I would love to talk to them as well. All right. Well, that being said, love, peace, and bacon grease, bro. Amen, brother. Thanks a lot, Jeff. All right. Happy New Year, Steve. All right. Same to you, buddy. 
It is now time for Bacon News. I'm Steve McKenzie. Guess what? Trader Joe's employees have listed the 26 best things in the store. One of these being Brussels sprouts and uncured bacon ravioli. Hello. Trader Joe's has just added the ultimate cold weather ravioli to its collection. Think shredded sprouts, smoky bacon, caramelized onion, and all the parm and mozz your heart desires. You can buy it for $4 at Trader Joe's. And speaking of bacon products, Applebee's has just introduced the new crispy chicken bacon ranch sandwich as part of its new chicken sandwich lineup. They are adding three new chicken sandwiches, uh, which includes the introduction of the new crispy chicken bacon ranch sandwich, the grilled chicken bacon ranch sandwich, and the new sweet and spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Now, the crispy chicken bacon ranch sandwich, as well as the grilled chicken bacon ranch sandwich, comes with a chicken breast topped with two strips of applewood smoked bacon drizzled with house-made ranch dressing, plus pickles and shredded lettuce on a brioche bun. And all three chicken sandwiches come with a side of classic fries. You can find all three new chicken sandwiches at participating Applebee's locations nationwide for a limited time. And finally, out of the UK, this is a bacon tragedy. Uh, A family's air fryer burst into flames when it was used to cook bacon, forcing the owner to throw it into the garden. The alarming incident could have burned down the kitchen, said the mom, who was trying to make a tasty treat. Rebecca Sim, who's 52, she had uh, said she turned the one-year-old tower device on when she suddenly noticed a flame coming out of it and a smell of burning plastic. Former school teacher Rebecca from Prestwich told the magazine, I put some bacon in to cook. When it had nearly been done, I pulled out the tray to check it. It was splattering. As I was checking the tray, I noticed a tiny flicker in the bottom part of the fryer. I was concerned as it didn't look right. I noticed the flickering and a plastic smell, so I knocked the switch off with a wooden spoon, unplugged it, and smothered it with a damp tea towel. So then she saw flames, and uh, she just ended up picking it up, throwing it out the back door, where it turned into an inferno. I was just shocked. I was thinking that if that had been my daughter, I couldn't believe how quickly it burned up, and there was so much noise. It was really shocking. So... Be careful when you're cooking your bacon, because I personally had a grease fire in my oven. Uh, We had a bacon party, and I was cooking some bacon in the oven, accidentally tipped the pan too much, bacon grease went into the bottom of the oven, and it caught on fire, and yeah, it, it it was a smoky mess. And that is it for Bacon News. I'm Steve McKenzie. Bacon of the Week. This week's Bacon Producer of the Week is The Baconer in Emeryville, California. Now, they love bacon. Now, they are a Bay Area family-owned business in Emeryville, California. They specialize in one glorious product, bacon. So, day in and day out, their singular goal is to make the best bacon in the universe. And they've done a lot of tinkering and a lot of research and development, and they have perfected a collection of drool-worthy bacon flavors, all kinds. And if you go to thebaconer.com, you'll be able to check out all their offerings. 
They responsibly source pork belly from family farms. A lot of these, I believe all of them, are heritage breeds. They have no antibiotics, non-GMO vegetarian feed, and no farrowing crates, and they're free to roam. And as we all know, when animals are treated properly, when they're happy animals, you get better meat. And that is how the Baconer operates. They cure their pork bellies and they infuse them with fresh ingredients for incredible flavors like maple sugar, smoky paprika, and spicy jalapeno. And then they smoke them low and slow over applewood to drive the flavors deep into the slab. And the result is richly flavored bacon, unfathomably tender, they say, and ready to ship to true blue bacon lovers all over the United States. And it's, uh, it's interesting, it's an interesting story it was founded by Camilo Velasquez and Eliza Lewis. They're a husband and wife team with an amazing crew of dedicated bacon enthusiasts. They're based in Emeryville, California. Their website again is thebaconer.com. Recipe of the week. And now for the recipe of the week coming to you from bensabaconlovers.com, the world's repository for the best bacon recipes on the planet. How about this? We've got the Super Bowl coming up, and what better appetizer than jalapeno popper wontons with bacon? Now, these are easy jalapeno popper wontons. Uh, with bacon, and they are the perfect appetizer for parties and game day snacks. It's the perfect combination of crispy textures and delicious flavors. The wonton wrappers are shaped in cups in a mini muffin pan, and then you fill those with a creamy mixture of cream cheese, sour cream, cheddar cheese, spicy fresh jalapeno peppers, and crispy bacon. And then you just put them in the oven and you bake them to golden crispy perfection. You can find this recipe at bensabaconlovers.com. That's bensabaconlovers.com. And that is it for this episode of the Bless My Bacon podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe if you like the show. And if you also like it, tell somebody, tell a friend, pass it on. We want to expand the bacon love to as many people as we possibly can. Thank you again. Love all of you who listen. And until next time, God bless you, God bless your bacon, and bless my bacon. Bless my bacon!